Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about social media and the dangers that it poses in terms of the way that we view beauty, specifically women. There are so many ways that people can alter the way that they appear online. And I would argue that it, the majority of the people that are using any sort of Facetune filters are, are female users. The pressure to maintain a certain beauty standard and ideal amongst women is arguably a lot greater than it is for men. I think most of us are quite familiar with the idea of filters and understand that a lot of people use them, but it, what, it really makes me wonder if we're ultimately altering our understanding of what people look like. So the latest ones that I find very unnerving are the ones that will filter your image even in a video. So I think you upload a video of yourself, say it's a testimonial of yourself talking to the camera. And this specific filter that I most recently saw gives you a teenage appearance, no matter what your age is. So it makes you appear super youthful. You apply this filter to your video and it's so sophisticated that anyone watching won't realize that they're watching anything that's got any kind of a filter on it. So does this mean we need to we need to put a disclaimer on any filters? Should should it be disclosed anytime anyone is using one of these things? Is that the move that we make? Do we start banning these? Does it change our perception of what people look like? We're going to get into it right now with our next guest, who's a professor at the Department of Psychology and Neuroscience at the Department of Psychiatry at Dalhousie University. Dr. Simon Sherry is joining the show. Dr. Sherry, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making the time. Good afternoon. I appreciate the chance to chat. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on to talk about this because I think the prevalence of this is staggering. And I know for myself as, as a, a mother of a young daughter, I mean, social media content creation is not going anywhere. And it's very worrisome to think about what that's like to grow up in a world where your, your perception of what human beings look like is really altered. What makes you passionate about wanting to study this area? It's definitely a problem of our times. We now have our teenagers invested in social media on average six to eight hours per day. That is having a profound influence on them, sometimes for better, often for worse. In my own research team, we've been able to show that if by personality you are perfectionistic, on those days when you go online and compare yourself to other people, especially an upward kind of comparison where you're comparing yourself to the beautiful people, the consequence for the young women in our study was that they felt more depressed and more down and critical about their own bodies. So what, what do we do? What direction do we take as a society? Do we, do we do, as I mentioned, do we just disclose anytime any filter is being used? Is that a first step? Or do we start being a little bit more hard, heavy-handed when it comes to disallowing kids from being on these sites? You mentioned your role as parent, and I think as parents, it's our job to make our children savvy and critical consumers of social media images and the like. They need to know that the faces depicted are often airbrushed or caked with makeup and then digitally altered or otherwise enhanced through artificial intelligence. And we need to help our teens become savvy, critical, skeptical consumers of these images on an individual level. What happens is if you deeply internalize these images, if you 
drink in that poison and make it your own, it can be a lifelong problem for you. So we need to make teens who are resistant to these types of images. That's on an individual level. On a wider systemic or societal level, it's time for us to debate, as other countries have, whether or not we should place some restrictions on these types of images and or they should come with some sort of warning. I think you can make a reasonable argument in favor of having that debate mm -hmm. because of the negative impact these images are consistently shown to have on our youth. Yeah, to me, I think that's the only approach. I mean, I think having having conversations where, you know, you're really discussing what this, what you're seeing with your kids, I think that that's, that's definitely something that you, you have to do. You can't, you can't discount that. But I don't know that that's going to be the difference maker in terms of the way that people are perceiving these images and our understanding of what of what beauty is and i really worry too with so much acceptance of ai and ai images are we only now going to be seeing these these images of people that maybe aren't even real but but continue to just project this idea of of beauty in a completely unrealistic way we're often seeing images of humans that are unreal online and in person more and more elective non-surgical cosmetic procedures like Botox are being used to combat what people think are the unattractive parts of aging. So we're not only living in a digitally altered world, but people are changing their appearance commonly in real time. This is, on the one hand, quite new. On the other hand, it's as old as humans. Humans are competitive and they compete in multiple domains from the sports arena, for example, to the domain of attractiveness. And we place a lot of emphasis on attractiveness. We think that beautiful people are just fabulous. Not only are they physically attractive, but we think that what is beautiful is good. We think that beautiful people are especially intelligent or sexual or moral or always parallel park with great precision. So we attach a lot of significance to beauty and that's been a huge pressure on humans throughout our evolved history. And right now in 2023, we're seeing the most recent manifestations of those evolved tendencies play out online through social media. Now, I can speak from my perspective as a, as a woman that in my opinion, this is something that's more prevalent amongst women, but can you, can you kind of shine a light on the other side? I mean, the pressure isn't non-existent when it comes to men and the, and the pressures and the images that they're inundated with on social media as well. That's right. You are correct in discerning, as you did at the start of our conversation, that these pressures are disproportionately felt and borne by girls and women. However, over the last few decades, we've seen a very meaningful uptick in the amount of pressure put on men when it comes to weight, shape, size, appearance, and control over eating. So more and more we will see men subjected to these pressures, internalizing them, and it plays out somewhat differently for men. For instance, they're more likely to get into unhealthy supplements, steroids, or other means of changing their bodies. It's also interesting the way we feel we have license to describe men. I 
smiled when your sportscaster described your new Edmonton Oilers defenseman as hulking as I was waiting for my broadcast to start. Hulking being a word that means large, heavy, or clumsy. So it would seem we're quite comfortable describing men oftentimes in critical terms and women alike. Good point. Dr. Sherry, thank you so much for making the time and uh, giving us your perspective on this. Really appreciate it. I enjoyed the chat, and I'm glad you drew attention to this issue. Yeah, it's not going away, so I'm sure we'll chat again. Thank you. Dr. Simon Sherry is a professor in the Department of Psychology and Neuroscience at the Department of Psychiatry at Dalhousie University. A long title to, of course, discuss something that I think is really, it's, it's relevant to all of us if you're on social media at all. Even if, you're, even if you're just sort of casually dipping your toe into it, you're likely seeing images that are heavily altered so what does that do for our understanding of of beauty uh someone on the text line says in the 90s we had the fashion and beauty magazines with airbrushed and altered image models but we knew it wasn't real nowadays girls are growing up not being able to differentiate and are actually changing their faces at younger and younger ages in order to look like filtered images so what do you think do we just disclose when a filter is is being used 